pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Welcome to Pine a Pint Podcast, a weekly podcast of where three mates are just going to talk football banter. So let's kick things off with who over the past weekend has impressed you the most? Which team and which player has impressed you? Oh. Luke? Yeah, go to Luke first. We'll go to Luke first while he's pouring um, his hint. I'm going to go with one just on the basis of it surprising me. Everton. I watched them against Spurs. Really strong, really good. For all the new signings, look really decent. Hammer settled quickly, I felt. Because I was a bit... He's a name, isn't he? But you don't know how good he's going to be. That's how I felt. And don't yeah. get me wrong, it's only one game, but he, uh, he impressed me. Great touch. Had a couple of shots. Just looked a threat throughout. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, great header. Just looked really solid. Not like Everton have done. Um, Alan, as I'm led to believe is pronounced, not Alan, as I thought he was. Also really good. So, yeah, Everton for me. And what players impressed you the most over the weekend? Players. Was there a standout? Um, are we got what, like new signings or just in general? Just in general. Who, who's impressed you the most, really? Uh, I think Salah looked absolutely fantastic for Liverpool. Um, and I think his form since the restart, or since Liverpool basically confirmed they'd won the league, like at Christmas. There's been a bit hit and miss, but he looked so decent uh, against Leeds. Um, I know it, it's, the goal he scored, not the penalty, obviously, the goal he scored were unbelievable, but it's just his touch throughout the game, his work rate, he looks so sharp. Um, really yeah, sharp. Salah for me. Really sharp, yeah. <laughs> so what about you then, Josh? Who's, who's impressed you the most? Which team and player? Billy Sharp definitely didn't impress me. <laughs> what, what is he... Why is he getting Premier League game time? That, that is... He's not good enough. He's, he's a great servant to Sheffield United, but surely he's getting picked on nostalgic reasons. It's just sentimentality, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which... Anyway, that wasn't the question. Um, I was going to say Salah as well. Um, I thought his, his first season that he came in and scored loads. But it weren't really expected. He came in from Chelsea and they were a bit of a flop there, weren't they? Um, and then he came in, scored loads that season. And I think since then he's been off, off the boil a bit. But he, he looked right back to his best. Um Against uh, against Leeds, um, a lot of people will say they were uh, impressed by Leeds, and I've heard a lot about the bravery and things like that. I think it's easy to be that brave away at Anfield when you're not expected to win on the first game of the season. If they're still down there fighting in February, March, and they're at home to Everton, someone like that, where where it might be a scrappy game. I'd be surprised if they're going to keep this expansive football going. Yeah. Um, so I'll say Salaford player and I think Everton are the, the standout team. They All three signings. What did Decorey play? Yeah, <laughs> they, they played. They're yeah. really decent. Um, 
Yeah, I, th- I think they're the one who's come out of the weekend. Yeah. So Salah coming back with a hat trick of goals, do we think he's in for another excellent season then? What do you think? He's started pretty well. <laughs> um, I don't know. I hope not. I hope that's it for his goals now. Um, for obvious reasons, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really surprised by Liverpool. I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be quite lethargic and not look interested. And defensively, they were they were very poor. Um, but their attack. But again, Leeds played that style. That that very much suits Liverpool, doesn't it? To give their front three as much space as as they want. Um, so I think time will tell when when they when they get the tougher games. Hopefully, they show that post lockdown form and not the pre lockdown. So going on to the weekend fixtures then, a team that actually impressed me the most was, well, Newcastle. I really like their signings. Yeah. I think who they've brought in is absolutely fantastic. And I think the formation with having Andy Carroll and Callum Wilson up top, I thought that looked really good with Carroll bringing the ball down from the sky like he does and then setting up Wilson, teeing it back to players like Alan St. Maximum. And I think if they can keep them fit, I think they could easily get around 10th, but what do you think about... Uh, did you watch the game? What did you think about their performance, Luke? Yeah, no, I thought they were really good. Even Jeff Hendrick impressed me, which I don't get oh, it. Jeff. I don't understand. The shackles come off for Hendrick at Newcastle. He goes from doing... I'm, I'm not going to say nothing. Like He was solid enough for us, but he weren't, he weren't getting assists and goals. And the assists were cheeky. I like that. You know, he, he got right up close to you know, centre forward position to get the nod on for Wilson. He never used to get that far into the box for us. Most of his goals were outside area. So maybe he's just being played a bit more offensively for them. I don't know. But um, Carroll, you know, he is what he is. And he's just a massive lump that elbows people. But he did, he had a couple of moments, like he brought the ball down his chest and then he like kneed it and volleyed it just over bar, I remember, at one point. Um, I think Wilson was great value. Like he's been hit and miss actually for Bournemouth. If you look at the seasons he's had in the Prem, but for twenty mil in this market, considering Villa bought Watkins for thirty-three million, I think it's great value that. Um, and I think he's, he's bound to get at least ten, twelve goals minimum, which Newcastle haven't really had that for quite a while. They've not had a guaranteed centre, you know, 10, 12, 15 striker, probably since Carroll first time round, unless I'm missing, of course, how can I forget Papis? <laughs> and now, yeah, I thought they were decent. So are you surprised that more teams didn't come in for Callum Wilson? At that price, yeah. Who else yeah. would you have seen him fitting into? What teams? I think he's a he's a decent centre forward, and I prefer him to Josh King when it goes to Bournemouth strikers, and he will yeah. be in link with United and whoever else with King. And, Milan and a couple others, weren't he? Um, I think Wilson's done it. Like I say, he's been a bit hit and miss. If you look at his seasons, he's had like one good one, one average, one good one average. Uh, last season, I think he only got about seven or eight, and like something like that. It was single digits in the league anyway. But um, they were in a bad team as well, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll do well for Newcastle. I think he'd have done well for anyone if you're asking that outside top six. No, no club's going to turn him down. I don't think at that price. Yeah. 
Spurs are after a striker, aren't they? Or were? Tottenham? Yeah. They're looking at Troy Deeney, aren't they? But... Are they any more? Now, Gary, come back. Yeah. Going on to Tottenham then. So, the Sunday evening kickoff versus Tottenham and Everton. I thought Tottenham was dreadful, and I don't see them improving with their team at all. I think the link with Bale would be fantastic, but Everton just looked a class above the rest of the Tottenham team. But uh, what did you think about the game, Josh? How do you think they were going to perform under Ancelotti? I think Everton will be solid. I think they'll be pushing uh, top six. I think Tottenham will capitulate and Mourinho will have a massive meltdown and he'll be sacked by Christmas. <laughs> um, players like uh, Doherty at right back was a great player for Wolves in their system but Mourinho's not going to allow you his full back to get in box 10 times a season never mind score 10 goals a season yeah. a it, dead player at their right back isn't it? it's so defensive their back line yeah, like say, we're playing for Wolves they can get up and down fair enough Traore sort of gone into that position anti with Wolves, but Doherty were absolute yeah. class in that formation. But the signing that Sergio Reguilon, loan at Sevilla from Real Madrid. Apparently, he's shit up. I've literally never heard of him, but fair play. <laughs> I heard of him. Oh, he played against United in Europa League. Uh, right. They were linked to United, so I watched loads of YouTube videos. They look quite good. Left back. Yeah, but again, I think his best strength is going forward. I don't, um, I don't rate Tottenham's left back. I thought he was absolutely yeah. shit. The day yeah. they were really yeah. poor against Everton. Really poor. Uh, Hamez yeah. was obviously playing like a tucked in right right hand side winger. He got he got past him every single time, or he just came inside and he was just yeah, it just. I don't think he's been good enough for Spurs, arguably, since the minute they got him from Swansea. Just, they've not yeah. been left back for Yonks. They've just alternated between Rose, him, Asui Kotto. I can't remember the, the last time. Probably Bale, <laughs> before they changed him into a wing. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like there's one that we're missing, but I can't think who it is. He's evidently crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So another game that took place over the weekend, Chelsea versus Brighton. What did you make of the two teams, Luke? Um, I thought Chelsea were pretty poor, actually. I know they comfortably won in the end, but half-time, Brighton should have been at least level. They might have been, actually. I can't remember if it was one all at that point. Or... No, one the last time. Brighton were pretty decent, I felt, first half. Second half, uh, again, it weren't great from Chelsea. Havertz looked really, really out of his depth. I'm not going to say he is. I'm just saying at this point in time, you know, as a Burnley fan, if we bought someone for 75 million, I wouldn't be waiting, expecting him to gradually grow into the league. I'd be expecting him to be like ready to go. That's not the price you pay for someone who's going to take a year to develop, or it shouldn't be, in my opinion. And I felt he looked absolutely miles off the pace. And it was the pace that was the issue with him. It couldn't handle how fast it was. Um, you know how I've commented on the German league before, and I will continue to. It's a totally different style of football. Players like Kagawa, Mkhitaryan have come across. They don't get the same time on the ball. 
different, and they never actually sell really, did they? So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not writing the lad off. I'm just because he's very young, which they really weren't. They were like mid twenties, but I think it's a bit debatable with him. Werner looked quite good though in defence of the German league. Um, fast, won the penalty, I think, with his pace. Yeah, they did. So I, I think he's I think he'll do well for them. I think he'll notch again fifteen plus. It, it looks like he's got the pace for the league, which is key. Yeah. Um, Thiago Silva didn't play, did he? I don't, was he injured or something? Or? No, I don't think he made the bench either. He so didn't that, play. Chilwell didn't play. No, he didn't, did he? I wondered yeah. when I saw Alonso's face. I was like, you know, why are they still playing this yeah. game? And Ziyech didn't play either, did he? I find that a weird signing now anyway, just because they got him early door. I think that was that was wrapped up like really early or maybe even before the window opened. Yeah. And then it's like they've almost replaced that signing because, I mean, Pulisic didn't play. I don't know if, again, was he injured? I don't know. But, um, you know, they got Havertz, Pulisic, um, the guy was just said, Zayek. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see where he's going to fit in really but maybe I'm wrong I guess maybe you know they had to replace William but they've almost done it twice yeah well quite a lot of attacking options now aren't they going forward but yeah. one one place that's still causing them concern is that keeper position but yeah he's he's doggers he is yeah I'm not sure who they're going to look to replace him I know they're rumoured to be Nick Pope a couple of times and but I doubt that's going to go anywhere but who do you think would be a good replacement Josh of Chelsea's keeper I don't know about being good. It looks like they're after some guy called Mendy. Mm, I saw that. Edward or something. Yeah. Oh, is that from Dijon or whatever? I'm not sure. I've never heard of it before. Um, but, yeah, I don't know enough about him to know if he's any good or not. I've never heard of Edison before and he turned out all right. Um, but, yeah, I think someone like Pope would have been a safe pair of hands, literally. Um, they were after Henderson apparently as well from United. What would, what would they cost though when uh, Martinez cost twenty million? <laughs> well, when Arsenal's backup keeper who's played thirteen times costs twenty million, all bets are off. All bets are off, and yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think you'd be looking at for. Someone established in the England squad like Pope, you'd be looking at. If we're basing it on that, you'd be looking at about sixty. In reality, I'd take that. Probably about forty. I'd have thought would get Pope. So back back to Brighton. I've given them quite a lot of our time. I don't rate their manager. I'm sure you both <laughs> know what we think about Graham Potter, but I've given them such an hard time. But they look pretty decent against, on paper, a strong Chelsea team. Yeah. Do we think they're going to go down? Because I've still got them yeah. in 19th in my predictions, which we'll come on to in another another podcast. But where do you two see them finishing for the season? I don't think they'll go down. I think they'll be all right. That Ben White looked quite good. I know Leeds loved him last year. Um, and he looked decent. I think they're just fairly sort of solid in the sort of formation and the style of play. I know you seem to hate Graham Potter for some reason. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he's done to you. No worries, Graham. We're, we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> nice enough. Yeah. Um, 
But no, I, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll line up. Yeah. I felt so vindicated when I saw him just pull up with an injury and go off after like 45 minutes or whatever it were. And I was just like, 90 grand a week, three-year deal, 32. The worst signing of this summer. Hands down. Keep your only one. Keep your Emiliano Martinez. He's the worst signing of the summer. He is this season's Jermaine Defoe's of Bournemouth. If Brighton get relegated, he will be an absolute weight on their neck until he's 36. Absolute joke of a signing. Just give him a year. Yeah, they were a massive demand for Adam Willard, either, were they? We were in with him. At early days. Until we found out Brighton were offering 90 grand on a three year deal and we wanted to yeah. get eight eight pence a week in a Twix on a one on a one. <laughs> <laughs> they turned us down then. I only wanted a whisper goal, that's why we refused. Oh, we don't stretch to that in Burnley. <laughs> but uh Right, so leaving the weekend fixtures behind, who do we think is going to take the golden boot this year? Have we got three names? Who who we think is going to be in and around that golden I think boot? There's just be one name that takes it. Who do you think? Albanyang. I just think he's different class. Yeah, he is. Um, I, I I think he's the best striker in the league, and I think he should be a much better club. Um, Arsenal look decent. Fulham looked abysmal. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can say he's look. He looked really good yeah. against a very poor Fulham team, but it's yeah. when he's playing bigger teams, isn't it? Yeah, he's lovely though. Aubameyang just—he's never stopped doing it since he got in league, has it? <laughs> his ratio for Arsenal is absolutely shit on. Yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's unreal. I think—I think he'll get golden boot. Um, he signed a new deal, hasn't he? He doesn't strike me as one of them players who. Sometimes you see players will play for a new deal. No. I, I don't think you're ever in doubt that he no. yeah. was get one, so I don't think it's that kind of uh, kind of deal. Um, so I think I think him. You'll have your others up there, like yeah, like Werner might be up there, um, Aguero if he can stay fit. So would you put them as your top three then? Aubameyang, Aguero. Um. If I have to give three, <laughs> then yeah, I don't see anyone from United scoring that many um, to be challenging them. I think they might like front three, whether that be Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, or Sancho. If it comes, <laughs> um, I think they would be mid-teens. Um, but I don't see them troubling. You, you're looking at about twenty-five, aren't you? Really, to be in contact, yeah. Golden Boot. I think it'll be our one quite comfortable. Well, maybe Salah, um, if he's going to score a trick every game, I think he'd probably get it. <laughs> Luke, would you have used your top three then for who's going to be pushing for Golden Boo? Aubameyang, Vardy, and Salah. Any of them three. And I say Vardy not because he's in any way their class, but everything goes through him at Leicester, as again proven. They win a shit ton of penalties at Leicester because they dive relentlessly. Um, as again proven we don't promote diving kids we don't <laughs> Leicester that's how they got out of the championship when we both got promoted together I think they got 15 penalties yeah. There's nothing they, did, they did more than that as well I'm just saying that you know they're good at, they're good at what they do because someone like Vardy running into a box at 400 miles an hour you, you just touch him and he, he's 
He just flies over. He's like a pinball, isn't he? <laughs> Little ratty pinball. That's what he is. <laughs> and he, he's, I know he's got criticism, and I know I've just called him a ratty pinball, but fair play to it, but he's, he's nearing 34 now. And yeah. he isn't slowing down, and I mean that for goals and speed. Yeah. He's still doing it. Um, yeah, I still, he'll clear 20 again. Um, so if you were saying a top three, Aubameyang and Salah are guaranteed. If Salah plays like he did against Leeds, he'll be right in contention for player of the year at the lot, and Liverpool probably win the league if he, if he performs well. So I, I have the same two. I have Salah and Aubameyang. There's one more I've put in there, mainly because he's always there in the right positions, and that's Sterling. I can see City winning the league. And I think Sterling's just going to have a cracking season. I mean, they've not really added to the team in depth. I know they've lost Leroy Sarney, but it didn't exactly feature much last year. But I think Sterling's going to be in for another cracking season. But uh, I'd have Salah, Aubameyang and Sterling as pushing for the top three. But uh, that is that. On to the Bookies Boys segment. So we've got a group bet going where we've picked two teams each on Skybet Group Bet. Not sponsored, but anyway. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Guaranteed. <laughs> so, Josh, yeah. do you want to run us through your two picks? Yes. So, I've gone for two games. I've not. I was going to say championship, but hold on in the championship anymore. Um, yeah, all right, people. Yeah, now they're in League One, aren't they? Wow. I saw Hull and thought that's a championship game, and then I saw Crew and thought it's not. Um, so I've gone for Hull to win at home against Crew, and my second bet is Luton to beat Derby because and I'm sorry, Nick, I think Derby are in for a terrible season, and I'm talking. Who take this out? The loaded though, the loaded. Nell's not going to blow you out again. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just have this feeling that this podcast is going to blow up massively because Derby get relegated, and you're going to slowly lose your mind. What's happened to him? <laughs> What's happened? He's still in a state of shock. This is staying in. <laughs> Here he fucking is, look. <laughs> I've had to relocate downstairs, boys. Sorry about that. Because he won't. I was saying about Derby. He thought it were a good idea to do a podcast trapped in a panic room or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as Josh started going on about Derby, I thought I'm freezing the screen here. I'm not having it. Right, let me get into my Super Six group bet picks. So I've gone for a dead cert on this one. I've gone for Reading versus Burnley. Uh, versus Barnsley, not Burnley. That'll be all. Okay. your league, mate. <laughs> I don't see Barnsley doing anything this year. I think they was very, very lucky to stay up last year. We were going to get in a point deduction. Reading looked very good against Derby, even though we was poor. So I've gone for a dead cert for that one. Next one, I've gone for Watford away at Chef Wednesday. Chef Wednesday got a massive three points at the weekend and I think Watford also looked very, very good with 11 players who are not their first team. So I see Watford doing very well and probably bouncing straight back up into the Premier League this year. So 
they are my picks. Luke, if you want to run us through your two. I, I want to. <laughs> I can tell you who you've got. No, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Um, I've got Everton to beat West Brom at home. Like we said before, they've impressed me. I think that's an absolute banker. West Brom had have nothing, in my opinion. I'm really sorry to say. Um, they looked useless against Leicester, and they're going straight back down. And I don't mean that in a nasty way. It's just how I feel. I don't think they've got any goals in them, um, and I don't think the defence looked up to much at all. So They've not improved, have they? Am I right in saying they're only signings? Well, yeah. they've just got but their only signings are loans turned into yeah. permanent deals. They just made sure they've kept the championship team together. And yeah. Like you said, they got Ivanovic, but he's 37 in a couple of months. Might not be a bad thing. that being a strong signing. Apart West from... have always been up and down, haven't they? So maybe they just experience. get the money in, maybe take relegation this year. And well, that's why the top bag is baggies, boing, boing, up and down like a yo-yo. Yeah. Cool. Right, so another part of this Bucky's Boy segment. He's not going to the bet. Oh, sorry. My bad. Not the Super 5, mate. Famous 5. Fucking eating a blanket or something. I think Super 6 might also be trademarked already as well. We might need to rethink that. The Slutty 6. <laughs> hey, we're not, we're not sponsored, so... Uh, <laughs> anyway. It's free sponsorship, this. My other game is United at home to Palace. I don't think it needs really talking about much. I think Josh won't agree because he's a United fan. He's always on edge and anxious about it. There's absolutely no way that isn't three points. It's just a game. It's United's first game of the season in league. Um, not a chance they don't win that game. So if anyone's going to let us down, it isn't me. Um, so there we go. Right, moving on to the next part of the bookie section, but this is into the Fantasy League. So we've set up our own three-way Fantasy League. Three-way. Um, we've got STG Bad Boys, which is Luke's team, Peaky Blinders, Josh's team, and LMFC. So for you two, who's been getting your points on the opening weekend? Josh, who's been getting your points? That's some kind of sick joke. <laughs> Um, well, Aubameyang got me 14, because I had him as a captain. And then my other 13 players got eight between them. Yeah, you had quite a bad week, didn't you? I did, but I had quite a few um, United, City and Burnley players who didn't Yeah, play. you don't have one City player, apart from De Bruyne on bench. Well, yeah, that's one. Two United players, two Burnley players. Three Burnley players. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> the right thing. One week you're going to come to me and say, you've got your points, I'm going to say, Matty Vidra, triple captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, Luke, you had an absolute horrendous week. You had 10 points. Who got you these 10? Mate, mate, let's just be clear. I had one, two, three, four. I had four players playing. It's not his fault. <laughs> no, but I'm saying. I had five. I had Pope, Taylor, and Wood in my team. You had Wood as your captain. Wood as your captain. If it weren't for Robert, 
If it weren't for Obama Yang, I'd be in a world of trouble. Uh, he got me seven points. Seventy percent of your points. Uh, Alexander Arnold somehow got one, despite playing absolutely terribly against Leeds. Um, He'll get points through the season, though, won't yeah. he? Yeah. Milivojevic got me one. Mitro got me one, coming off the bench in that battering Fulham goal, which is weird. What's that for? Just appearance. I don't. Even, I don't even understand how it works. If I'm honest, I'm just kind of in a haze, like a mental haze here. But, yeah. <laughs> so after game week one, we've got Luke on ten, Josh on twenty-two, and I'm in front at the moment because it does change with forty-three. It will change. And getting my points with an absolute screamer against Brighton was Reese James. He got fourteen points. Oh. And then I've had Alan St. Maximum getting me three. Callum Wilson getting me eight and Jamie Vardy getting me 13. And then I also had McCarthy, actually. Did you have Vardy as your captain? No, I had Martial. He didn't even... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm so like, serious, boys. I didn't, I didn't really know how it worked, but this is the Fantasy League. We'll see. We'll, we'll grow with it and we'll know how, we, uh, how we're going to go through the series. But that is... The fantasy team, but who, who, do you, who can you see in your team who's going to get your most points, Josh? Uh, well, I said earlier, I thought Aubameyang would be top scorer, um, and he's a midfielder on uh, Premier Fantasy Premier League this year, which I just think is ridiculous. He's, he'll be my captain most game weeks. I would have thought. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've got Greenwood, who's also a midfielder. Mm. So he plays quite regular. Um, I know he's had a bit of bad publicity lately, but I think he'll be all right. He's just a young lad, and he made a couple of mistakes. But he's These young footballers have done a lot worse. Yeah, and he's not that crammed. He's doing what most young people do. <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, I, there's been talk of like, will Solskjaer have a word with Greenwood and that? I, 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 he doesn't strike me as that type, is it? You're like ruling with an iron fist. I think you might have a quiet word and sort of say, you don't get in papers, but yeah, I, I can't see him being dropped or anything like that. So he, he might be good for a few points. De Bruyne is an assist machine and Nick Pope's good for a, a clean sheet. I've got Charlie Taylor in there as well. Um, for that Big reason. Burnley. Get, <laughs> yeah. And Matty fucking Vitra. Apparently he's right. going to Derby. Is he? Well, oh, Nick's then. Absolute forwards. Rumours of loan, yeah. But uh, right, Luke, who, who's in your team? Who's who's going to get your points? I don't like to be that arrogant guy when I come across, but my team is the best. Um, Not in first week, mate. <laughs> I play the long game, right? Popping goal. Rudiger, Alexander Arnold, and Taylor at, at, in defence. De Bruyne, Sterling, Milivojevic, McGinn, and Aubameyang in midfield. Mitro and Wood up front. That sounds weak, but Wood's always good for sort of fourteen-ish. Yeah. And Mitro again, he did really well for Fulham last time we were in this league. I think he can get ten. I, I see my strikers almost as irrelevant because yeah. Sterling, De Bruyne, and Aubameyang will just clean up. Most of yeah. all, takes all penalties for Palace. He's always good for points, and I rate McGinn. Uh, I think he had that injury last season. Yeah. I think over the full season, he'll do well for me as well. Mm. Yeah. 
Right, I'll run you through my team, and you can be uh, you guys can be the decider of who actually is the better team. So I've got McCarthy at net from Southampton. He's going to play week in, week out. There's no doubt about that. Reese James with a back three of obviously Reese James Vinagra, if that's how you pronounce it, and Lewis Dunk at centre back. I've got De Bruyne, Alan St Maximum, Sterling, and Bruno Fernandez. I think their assists and goals from that midfield is going to be. Unreal. And then up top, Jamie Vardy, Callum Wilson and Martial. So, I think that's... It's a good team. It is. Good. Um, it's going to be one in midfield. Midfields are going to overpower it. I think we've all got people who are going to score and get a lot of assists from midfield. So. It'll be interesting. You can always make transfers as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's still time. I might so, just get out. Get one a week, lads. If I drop McGinn out and put Batshuayi up top, who is my other striker, and go three up front. Yeah. We'll see. It's, it's, it's going to be. going to be very, very exciting. Very fucking sad. Right, moving on to the last segment, which is transfer talk and speculation. Oh. So, the first one, and you've both got massive comments on this one. So, I've got... Emiliano, eh, Emiliano Martinez heading to Aston Villa for 16 million, rising to 20 million. I thought it was a bit of a shock from Arsenal because I thought he had a brilliant, he had a brilliant period back end of season coming out of lockdown when Leno was injured, and I thought he actually played pretty decent. I'm sure you two are going to have comments on it, but how do you think? What do you think of that transfer? I completely agree with everything you've said. I think since Leno got injured, he was excellent. But he was never, ever going to be first choice. He was only Arsenal have done absolutely the right thing to sell him while he's... I don't think his stock will ever be that high again. Um, So I think they've recognised that. They need to get a, a backup keeper, but probably pick one up for them. Do they still have Heaton, Rayner, Nyland? Rayner's gone. Heaton is back and fit and better. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. mental. But that's on, I don't want to go on a massive tirade here about Villa, but I'm going to slightly. Their transfer business is ridiculous. I said earlier today to Josh, I think, 68 million quid. If someone gave me 68 million quid and said, do the best you can as a football manager, and I came out with Emiliano Martinez, Ollie Watkins, and Matty Cash, I'd shoot myself in the fucking head. That is mental. Mental. And it sums Dean Smith up. He's not a Premier League manager. If I, I don't need to comment further. Villa have learned nothing, evidently, from why they struggled last season. Money, 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 money. Bye, 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 bye. But they're being linked with players more, more players now. It's just mental. I get that the team wasn't good enough. It probably would have been if they'd had a bit of consistency when they came up. They replaced everyone except Grealish almost. Yeah. They're trying to do it again. I don't know. We'll see how it goes for them. I just think it's weird. I know Heaton especially um, will kick up a fuss as he did at Burnley when he was... There's a really good... I recommend a podcast everyone should uh, listen to. It's called Gloved. It's by my good friend Joe Hart. It's on YouTube. Really good podcast where he gets other other keepers on and talks about the career, and they go into the 
the period when Heaton was fit, Pope had just got injured and Burnley, rather than throwing Heaton back in, for some reason went out and signed Joe Hart and how that dynamic worked. And Heaton was really honest and said, I went straight in on Dash and said, I'm not fucking having this, basically. You know, I, I've been your number one for six years. What's going on? Why signing this guy? With no disrespect to Joe Hart, that's how it went. That was Joe Hart, though. And yes, he's a clown, as we all know, but at least he was a name. Yeah. Tom Heaton, England international, yes, he's 34 and he's just come back from injury, but 34 is no age for a keeper. I always go back to when United signed Van der Sar at 35 and gave him like six years outstanding service. If I'm Tom Eaton and I see that guy come in who's got like 15 games in his entire career at this level under his belt, as, and he will be number one at 20 mil, won't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm immediately asking what, what the hell is happening. Yeah. Uh, and I know I'm biased because I'm a massive Eaton fan, you know, obviously. But I just, I just think it's insanity. Um, yeah. Maybe they should have spent twenty mil on a centre back rather than some, you know, because you look at their defence and it's still shocking. They're still, they're still yeah. relying on Tyrone Mings, the absolute fraud that he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Villa fans. It's nothing personal. I'm just saying how I see it. And I know a lot of other people do. You spent thirty-three million pounds on a striker who's never played at this level. Yes, he scored against Burton Albion. Let's see how he does against the big boys. Yeah. yeah. What, were you, what were you going to say? Sorry, Josh. To go back on what I guess. He came in and he had like the most purple of patches, didn't he? We've not seen him at this level when exactly. he's been like under pressure. He's made a couple of mistakes. And I think it's a lot of money on an unproven keeper. Maybe negotiate a loan with a options but I don't know I don't know how it all works but Arsenal have probably said no we've seen him in training we either buy him now or we're never going to sell him um, but he's had like loans at Chef Wednesday and stuff like that hasn't he and you look he, at Lena Arsenal Arsenal didn't trust him to be the number one which is why they went and bought Lena. And, and just going back to Villa we, we, when they brought in Rayner I think that were key to keeping him up mm. not necessarily the saves he made because I can't really remember any worldies or anything but that level of experience and know-how, and you saw him shouting at the defence. Yeah. Well, because be- between Heat and getting injured and Rayner coming in, they had that, was it Nyland or Nyland or how do you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And he just looked like a rabbit in headlights, didn't he? And they needed that ex- experienced strike uh, keeper like Rayner to kind of order, you know, try and get a bit of structure in there. I know Martinez isn't young, which is another point, really, as to why the price is mental, because I think he's about 26. He's not some kid. It's just taking mm-hmm. long to have his name even mentioned. That's not coincidence in itself, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. Proof will be in the pudding, won't it? But I, I, if, even if he's not that great, Villa won't be relegated because of the keeper, or in fact, I don't think they'll be relegated full stop. But yeah. I think it's a poor signing. So, right, moving on to the next transfer rumour, which is Gareth Bale. I know we've touched on this a little bit earlier, but I know he's training away from the Real Madrid squad at the moment. And two teams who are looking lightly is Man United and Tottenham. Man United constantly rumoured with him. I think that's been going on for a couple of years anyway about him potentially coming through. But Tottenham showing a real interest at the moment and looking at that sort of loan option with 50% of his wages at 300000 That look, That's looking nailed on, but... From your two's perspective, which 
team do you think you could see him fitting in best with? I would have loved him at United if we could have got him on. I, th- I think it's nailed on Spurs. I think that's if it's not already happening while we're filming this. I think it will be tomorrow. Um, I, th- I think he'll be playing for him a weekend. Um, but I would have. I would have liked him at United if we could have got him on a loan with sort of where he's injuries and stuff like that completely taken out because there's no obligation to buy or anything like that. If you could have done the right deal and Sancho isn't going to happen, which is looking less and less likely, I I would have definitely taken him. It's certainly better than our squad options. And imagine someone like uh, Greenwood and Rashford and that. He's he's gonna he's gonna benefit from uh, from being around someone like Gareth Bale. I know he's all this to look about. He's not he's not bothered or anything like that. He's getting six hundred grand a week to be trapped like this. You don't owe him anything. Luke, what do you think? Um, I think he's still got everything in the tank. I, th- I don't understand why Real have bombed him out like they have. Um, just seems really unfairly treated and short memories there. Cause, you yeah. know, you think of his performances in some of their cup finals and his his goal return in general. I think he's still pretty overall for Real is really good. Um, he's only thirty one. People talk about him like he's some has been. He's a proven player who guarantees your goals. Yeah. Um, and wherever he's going, it, you'll get you'll get two at least fantastic years out of him. I'm assuming he's kept himself fit. You know, I've got no reason to doubt he won't be anything other than a fantastic signing for Spurs. I think they needed it because we've spoken before. Kane, I don't really know what's going on with him. They don't seem the same player. Ali is a waste of space. You know, they really are reliant on Son. That's how I see it. I don't see much of Bergwijn and. Lamella, the other kind of players that are around that area. So they do need something. And I think a front three, they're saying that, it more or less plays on the left, doesn't he? I suppose he could play on the right and cut in, but uh, I was going to say Son, Kane and Bale on paper. If you can get Kane firing, that's really decent. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I agree with you, Josh. I'd have liked to have seen him more go into Man United. I don't see... Tottenham challenging for anything anytime soon, not with Mourinho, not with the team they've got, but Man United are looking more and more likely. I don't know if it's so much around the manager, but the players that have coming in with Bruno, Donny van der Beek and a couple others, I think that's that would have been a good move for Bell to try and win some trophies sort of coming into the back end of his Premier League seasons if he's going to come back. But uh, that's, what, that's what I'd have liked to have seen anyway. Yeah, it be Spurs. I, I hope it does well. I hope it proves people wrong. Mm, right, last one for the transfer rumours is Jack Grealish signing another new deal at Aston Villa. Do you see that being Villa's biggest signing by just keeping him at the club? 100% in my opinion. Yeah. It, they're a one-man team. I know I'm sounding like I hate Villa. <laughs> I don't. I think I just I really rate Grealish. Um. I'd never, I'd never seen him live till he came to Turf Moor on. I think it was New Year's Day. He came to Turf Moor and beat us two one last season, and um, he absolutely ran the game. I've never seen a lad who's an attacking midfielder 
cover every blade of grass like he did. He, he tracks back to you know right back, left back position. He was all over the place. Proper captain's performance. I really rate him. Um, putting aside what people think of him on a personal level, that's irrelevant. I think as a footballer, he is shit off. I think the people who don't rate him just need to watch him live and see the absolute effort he puts in for that team. You can tell how much it means to him um, to be at Villa. You can see that he loves them. I, I always remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, I watched him in Championship when that Birmingham fan came up pitch and smashed him in the back of the head. And he didn't even, you know, you'd think maybe a bit of a prima donna, maybe he's just going to like roll about a lot and... He didn't. He just dusted himself down, got up, scored an absolutely fantastic winner, and that just sums yeah, up. Class. I think he's a top player. I think he's better than Villa, but fair play to him. It might be a bit of a Letizia who just stays there for his career, you know. Yeah. Cool. And I respect right. Him. We'll move on then. We'll move on to the last little segment before we finish it off. Moving into the weekend, we've got. Obviously, the weekend's fixtures coming up. I just want your score predictions for all our three teams. So we've got Man United on Saturday versus Palace at home, Burnley away at Leicester, and then Derby away at Luton. Josh, do you want to give us your score predictions, and then we'll make a little table, sort of through the weeks, and we'll see who's getting the most correct scores, similar to like that you know, table that we can't name for uh, legal reasons, Josh, yeah? Five points for getting the correct score, and then for the result, we'll give two points. So, Josh, who, what do you think for Man United versus Palace for a score prediction? Uh, I'll be optimistic, and I'll go United to win 2-1. Burnley versus Leicester. Burnley 1, Leicester 1. It's at Leicester. Less don't want to ask you this one, but Derby away at Luton. <laughs> uh, I hope Luton win because I've got them in my bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, and I don't want to freeze you again and make you. <laughs> but, um, I, I, yeah, I just feel like <laughs> Derby are in for a bad season, so I'm going to go Luton 1, Derby 0. Right, Luke, same for you. Man U vs Palace. Absolute banker. 3 0. United. Burnley Leicester. Leicester to win 2 0. Just to say, Honest. reason behind that, we've got Ben Mee's injured for a start. So it'll be Kevin Long at centre back with Taki. Assuming Taki had been sold. Um, and he's all right, but he's a proper backup. Do you know what I mean? Like you notice that he's playing. No offence, Kev. He'll definitely listen. <laughs> yeah, give it time. I'll tweet him. I love you. And finally, Derby away at Luton. Um, how did Luton do? First uh, I think they won one nil, but don't quote me. Let me go have a quick chat. <laughs> Put it this way. I think. I think. If you yeah, they won one nil against Barnsley. I think, I think if you don't win, Koku's on his ass, isn't he? Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. So, if I was playing for Philip Cuckoo, I'd want rid of him. So, I'm going to suggest you lose. Because I don't think, I don't, you're underachieving under him. I think the players will probably want rid. He looks like an artist, not a footballer. Let's get rid. So, so what's your score prediction for that one? Sorry, yeah. Uh, I go around houses, me, uh, 
<laughs> Luton 2-1. Luton 2-1. Right, so my score predictions. I'm having Man United 3-1. I think Palace has got a fantastic attacking appearance at the moment, so I've got them to at least score one goal. I've got Leicester 2-0. And then I'm, I'm an optimist, so I've gone Derby 1-0. We don't score many. I don't see Luton a fantastic team either, but I see us getting a 1-0 win there. Very good. That is Pine of Pine, switching off. See you next week. Pine of Pine.